Steve had a band. They would play in the quad during lunchtime sometimes. I was like, I am going to infiltrate their band. <laughs> and got to college and honed my DJ skills, plus learned how to use four-track tape recorder and make my own songs and get better at DJing, write lyrics. And when I graduated, I moved down to Atlanta and instantly got a job at a club. It just blossomed from there. You know, whoop, there it is. You know, people ask me, you know, what was the theory behind it? What, what, what made you do that? And I was like, man, just like any other song, it's just a song. Well, we didn't have on lab coats and it wasn't a Manhattan project. It was just about guys chasing women on a Friday night, drinking and partying, right? Which was every <laughs> song, that's the basis of every song in country music, rock music, blues, jazz, everything, right? So our first attempt to make an up-tempo record because we're in the Southeast was Womp There It Is, and it blew up, but it was hard. You know, my hubris as a young man thought every record that I was going to do was going to be a hit record, but so I kind of shelved it. And then I started playing it again, and I caught the interest of a guy named Alan Cole who worked at Columbia Records. And he's like, give me that, man. I got to take that to New York. Took it to New York. Now I've got all these labels talking to me, but nobody wants to pull the trigger. And I almost gave up. And a young lady from Mercury Records told me to call Al Bill. And Al Bill is one of the originators of soul music. There were three record companies, uh, Philly International, Motown with Barry Gordy, and Al Bell on Stax Records. And the year before Wound There It Is came out, he put out a record called Daisy Dukes by Deuce, and it went gold. So I was like, I could live with gold. Let me call him. Called him. He called me about two weeks later. And I was like, look, dude, I got a hit record, man. I tested him in the hottest club in the country. Everybody loves it down here. And he's like, all right, let's do it. I was like, don't play with me, dude. <laughs> he's like, nah. He's like, you know, I'll never forget these words. He said, brother, I ain't got to hear it. I hear it in your spirit. Let's agree to agree. Get this thing moving. I was like, cool. I gave my two weeks at the club I was working at, Magic City. And then a month and a half, tag team was platinum. And the rest is history. Wow. So you met Steve, you said back in high school, huh? Yeah, 11th grade. Sat next to each other because our last names both uh, start with G. I'm Glenn and he's Gibson. Too funny. Yeah, man. So your hit made it, you know, 58 on the Billboard's greatest songs of all time. That is, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. In the history of recorded music, we have made a career on one song. That's not because it's luck. Because if it was luck, it would have just came and it would have faded like all, all the other one hits, right? No. I have put in work over a 30-year span to keep this record going, how to stay relevant. I have a forever hit record. I realized that in 2003 when I'm sitting in a movie theater and Will Ferrell's dancing on the table to, to Elf. I'm like, this record's going to last forever because it's in a Christmas movie that's a hit. And it's a good song. 